mortgage markets, and more. I'm your host, Peter D'Angelo. I hope you're doing well and finding your way through the end of this week. All right. And looking forward to the weekend ahead. We had some snow here in North Jersey and it was welcomed. Uh, it was fun for me and my family, and I hope you got to enjoy it as well. I know a number of kids had off from school. Uh, but today, we normally talk about real estate on Fridays. However, given that there's been quite a bit happening and affecting mortgage rates, I thought it prudent to spend another episode this week talking about mortgage rates, particularly inflation data that came out and its effect on the market and where interest rates seem to be going here in the short term. We will make up for this as next Friday, we're going to have the exhaustive January National Association of Realtors real estate report. And we're going to dig into those numbers to see what's been going on in the market for January. And that will be a longer episode as we like to really delve into those numbers and explain what's going on. So for today, we're going to talk about mortgage rates and inflation. And this will also take the place of next week's episode, which we have the holiday on Monday. So this will be your mortgage rate market update. And then I'm sure I'll have some small mortgage rate update on Friday next week before we delve into all of the real estate data. All right, let's get down to it. Inflation. It's getting hot in here again a little bit. We had inflation readings come out, and as we've talked about in the past, the Federal Reserve is laser-focused on what's going on with inflation to set forth proper monetary policy. We came into the year off of a good solid four to five months of cooler inflation readings, thinking that we're making progress, we're getting to the Fed's 2% target, and now we got a little bit of a monkey wrench thrown in with January's inflation reading, which we had the data that got released here in February. Here's the information as reported. This is yesterday as of recording this episode here on Valentine's Day. Um, however, it still is pertinent information. So the consumer price index, we talked about this before. There's a number of different Fed looked at inflation gauges. Uh, and this is one of them, even though the Fed's preferred gauge is the personal consumption expenditure, PCE, we'll have that later this month. But we're looking at the CPI, Consumer Price Index. Consumer Price Index takes into account a different weighting of different goods, services that get put into this inflation number to show where prices are compared to last month and a year ago. CPI increased 0.3% from December to January and climbed 3.1% on an annual basis. This is kind of flat, but this is marking a faster pace than economists forecasted and a slight deceleration from December's 3.4%. So a little bit of good news, bad news with just the overall, what we call the headline CPI, Consumer Price Index. The core price stability, this is excluding things like energy and food because those are two goods that are labeled as volatile. They will have seasonality that adjusts the pricing components for both of those. So if we take those out, we're still seeing a growth rate of 3.9% from the previous year. That's still pretty hot. As I mentioned, the Fed's trying to target 2%. The rise was led by specific categories. So the increase in the consumer prices was led by the categories such as shelter costs and other services, with shelter being the single largest contributor to inflation in January. Medical care and transportation services also saw significant price increases. 
shelter costs are the cost for that mortgage, the cost for rent uh, to, to be paying on a monthly basis. If that's more expensive, that's going to affect this core. Also, for consideration, the U.S. economy is nearly 75% services related. So if it's heavy in the services sector and there's big gains in prices for services that the American consumer pays for, it's going to lead to a higher inflation number. The super core inflation acceleration was also of significant concern and attention, particularly for the Fed. Out of all of the CPI readings, it's the super core, which we talked about core that takes out food and energy. Super core starts taking out more and weighting more of the things that the American consumer spends their money on most to give a reading of inflation and costs. The Supercore measure, which is closely monitored by the Federal Reserve and excludes housing from that core services cost, showed reacceleration to the fastest pace since May on a yearly basis and the quickest monthly increase since April of 2022. Pairing that with the top line number that we talked about, top line was good news, bad news. This is just kind of a bad news situation because it's indicating that inflation is still very hot when we get down to the core of what the American consumer is spending their money on most. The impact that this has on the outlook and also any possibility of a Fed rate cut this year really dampens the expectations for a rate cut in May. And now we're seeing that the market is trading and pricing in, as we talked about before, the market will trade in a way in expectation. And that actually creates the environment in the here and now. And because this has changed, well, now we're seeing more people focusing on July as a possible first cut in 2024, as opposed to, well, it was March 1st. And then March was like, nope, that's not going to happen. Back in December, we saw inflation still isn't making the progress necessary. So that got dashed. We saw the that was the labor um, statistics that came out early in February, and the Fed reaction was that labor is still doing really well, and as long as labor is doing well, there's not a lot of change in unemployment, job turnover, and job openings are still somewhat strong, relatively speaking. The Fed doesn't see any impetus to cut rates and stimulate, and that is going to push out the timeline for a rate cut even further. In this case, now we're also getting this CPI and that super core, which the Fed looks at, and these rate cuts are now being kicked, the can's being kicked down to maybe July as the first opportunity for a rate cut. And after this data all came out, the traders and particularly when we're talking about mortgage rates, they're heavily influenced by the 10-year treasury bond. That yield jumped up quite a bit. So it, it, I think, peaked at around 4.3 over the past couple of days, and it settled in around 4.25. But if it's going to go up, mortgage rates are going to go up. So I did a quick Google search here on Wednesday, and it showed that the average rate is anywhere between 6.9% and 7.25%. And this is according to Google and the aggregate of what's available online right now. So the fact that we're now getting into the 7% territory, it indicates that mortgage rates are going up. They could continue to go up because of this inflation data. 
How does this affect you if you're interested in buying? How does this affect you if you're a real estate professional? The simple answer is it requires continual time and attention to ensure that you're continuing to purchase and, and look to purchase in the right price point. And for realtors, you have to ensure that you keep that line of communication open with your trusted mortgage advisor for your clients to ensure that you're taking them out to see homes that are still appropriate to look at. As the rate goes up, and as I said before, it's going to be volatile this year until we actually see inflation reach or get close to that 2% target, when the rates go up, this affects buying power. It can affect buying power a little bit or a lot of bit, depending on when that pre-approval process took place and the interest rate with, that was attached to that pre-approval given what the interest rate market was at that time. So the communication needs to be flowing so that everyone's on the same page. The last thing you want to do as a consumer and as a prospective home buyer is go into a property that now it's outside of your price point and outside of where you can be aggressive with an offer. We talked last week about how listings are being strat strategically managed in this market to garner, garner as much attention as possible, but uh, that means you got to be really competitive. So looking at a $400,000 home where the value, and this is where your real estate agent comes into play and in taking a look at comparable sales to see where that value should land. Um, you, you may be having to bid over by quite a bit. And if the rates go up, that starts to hamper your buying power and how aggressive you can be on those offers. So make sure you keep the communication lines open. My overall opinion of the interest rate market it's it's a mixed bag right now. And we've talked about this before. I'll believe it when I see it, especially when it comes to rate cuts. This inflation data is setting the stage for longer holding pattern for the Fed, um, possibility of exposure to even higher interest rates. It, it's within the realm that we could see them continue to rise if we continue to get inflation data that shows things are hotter. Uh, we'll see as the rest of the month progresses with the other data that gets released, and I will keep you informed on that. But stay positive. Opportunities are still there. As I mentioned before, purchasing in this market needs to be a personal decision. It needs to be based upon your personal budget. And this is just a word of caution because I've seen it a lot uh, where people say, oh, date the rate, marry the house. Yes, you will have an opportunity to refinance in all likelihood in the future. However, it's of prime importance that if you're purchasing now, that monthly payment is manageable for you for an extended period of time. We do not know if and when the mortgage rates will come down to a level that will make sense for refinancing. And we don't know where they will land. So you need to ensure that you're going to be comfortable with that monthly payment and avoid refinancing multiple times to get a lower payment, lower payment. So if you are comfortable with the monthly payment that you have at hand, and you're going to be okay to wait out until mortgage rates reach a terminal rate where it will be beneficial to you to refinance, that's the best case scenario. That's all for me today. I appreciate you listening. Please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a comment, reach out to me if you've got questions or anything you'd like covered in specific on the show, and I'd be happy to do so. I will have your real estate update Friday next week, which will be our exhaustive review of January sales data. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful weekend and take good care.